Good morning, and thank you for listening to STEM Academy's podcast. I am Miss Dante, and I am here with Miss Rose. This is episode seven of our podcast. Today, our conversation topic will be my child is picking up on words and behaviors in class and bringing them home. What should I do? Miss Rose has been through many years of teaching. She has handled all type of behaviors and languages, so I thought she was the perfect person to get some of responses from. So, Miss Rose, my first question for you is: My child has been picking up on words. Words that we don't use at home mm-hmm. um, they're also beginning to hit and have they pick this up in class what would you tell a parent to do when they set up a teacher conference and they're so concerned about something like this okay um, good morning everybody um, the first thing I want to say is that um, in the preschool and pre-k uh, atmosphere it's a normal thing that's gonna happen so children come from all walks of life and these words may be picked up by your child. The first thing I want to say is to stay calm, right? Um, Don't act like the child just did the worst thing in the world. You know, what you want to do is you want to talk to them. You want to ask them about where the word came from and, you know, do you know what the word means? You start a conversation about it. Don't take it personal. Sometimes um, we feel like we've done something wrong as parents or don't get upset that the school the school is unruly, right? Because words come from so many different places. Hitting comes from so many different places. What we want to say is that all behavior is communication. Mm -hmm. And when a child shows a behavior that is um, not acceptable or something that you're not used to seeing, especially when you're a single parent um, or you are a child or just a parent that has just one child, we just want to say that you know it all all communication a teach uh, i'm sorry our behavior is communication that's what i want to say mm-hmm. and that they're crying out in some way shape or form so when you think about preschool or pre-k or kindergarten and you have you know uh 15 16 17 18 19 even up in 20 upward 20 um, amount of children there's always going to be someone hitting there's always going to be someone saying something that's not right but as teachers what we do and I don't know if I'm going to move on to another question but as teachers what we do we just bring them all to the carpet we have a conversation just like I'm telling the parents to do at home Mm -hmm. have that conversation with them see where it came from how were you feeling when this happened what were you doing you know you never know um what you'll find out uh children they need to know that you are going to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Not so much believe every word that they say, because sometimes what happens is when they see you um, hugging them and letting them know that everything's going to be all right and, you know, uh, touching that boo-boo and kissing that boo-boo, then they say, ah, oh, this is what yes, I they need start to becoming do. smart, like <laughs> out-parenting the parents. Yes, and you don't want to get caught into that. So... Having the conversation, you know, making good of um, what they've said, trying to teach them other ways. I know on the carpet, we try to teach them um, other ways of dealing with uh, friends that are hitting or that aren't talking, you know, in a nice way. Um, We use words like, you know, we begin to teach them about, I don't like this. That didn't make me feel good. I don't want to be called that. And so we give them. So we just want to make sure 
um, on in our classes that the children are equipped with the communication. They are able to communicate what they're feeling to another child, to an adult. Um, if we teach, if a child says it again, to come to us. But the first line of defense is being able to defend yourself on the carpet or in a center. And the same would be at home. As as a educator, I never um, want to make a child feel like that they can strike back or that they can say. And so I want to uh, say it to a child. So I want to say to parents, you know, please don't give that advice. If he hits you again, you hit him back. That's the most dangerous thing you can do because what it causes, it gives that child a power that is a negative power to come in because mommy said that. You don't want to do that at all. So we want to teach them how to use their words in levels of ways they can. They The first line of defense is defending themselves. The second line of defense is coming to us and we help to solve the problems. Yeah. All right. Definitely that classroom uh, solve, problem solving will definitely help situations like yes. that. Now you had one thing that I picked up on when you said um, a child, you know, wants you to listen. What about a child who doesn't really speak up for themselves? Because mm -hmm. I know I've definitely witnessed myself a child getting hit or say, or they might say a word and I'm like, where did you get that from? And they freeze mm -hmm. and they won't tell you where they got it from. So how do you open that little gate? So again, stay calm. Don't take it personal. Mm -hmm. Have a have a good conversation. Try not to show much emotion at all. Um, to say no emotion um, in a room full of children when everything is going topsy turvy at times that's a little bit difficult. But show try not to show that anger emotion. That would turn a child off right away. Um, speak calmly. Take them to the side. You don't have to address everything in front of everybody with. And it's not every child's, within every child's hearing. You can always take them to the side. You can talk to them. You can play a game while you're speaking about Smart. the situation. I never thought of that. Right? Sometimes um, what we need to understand is that children, they, they're different types, different personalities, different ways of reasoning with children. And um, you hear something or you see something, you can always just pull them to that side. And you don't have to do it right away. You could do it um, during the lunchtime. You can sit next to them and say, you know, well, Adia, I heard you say this. Where'd you get that word from? And, you know, and just start start that conversation with them. Yeah. Uh, those. It's so crazy. I think about because I'm not a parent, and mm -hmm. many of you listeners, I'm very young. I'm still young, no babies yet. But I just always wonder what I will do in these situations. And Miss Rose, you have tips for days. I do, I do, I, <laughs> I do. love it. One more thing, real as parents and as educators, we gotta realize that children, uh, school is like one of those first lines of social engagement. Mm -hmm. And if we think back to when we were children even the kindergarten stage, just think back in your mind. What were you like? What was the atmosphere like? And, um, you know, I always just say, you know, the classroom is just, it's like that melting pot of the world. It's the first line of defense a child sees the world in without their parents. And so you just always wanna be there um, as a guide. You can't be there with them all the time. And that's what they have to learn yeah. and things, you know, just like we come across things in the world, in people, in behaviors. You know, sometimes we think about our manager, our supervisor, and maybe how they speak to us mm -hmm. in a way that 
um, is not appropriate and how would we deal with that? Will we just, you know, um, get angry or will we um, become shy and not defend ourselves? As adults, we have to learn how to do that too. Yes. That was great. Um, the next one that I have, um, this is we're still staying on topic of what do you do when a child brings something home. What about your child is coming home telling me that um, they're getting called names and yes, it is upsetting them and they've spoken about that it is upsetting me. Mm -hmm. um, what would you suggest that the parent does before it gets worse? Um, parents can empower their children. I'm serious when I say the things that a parent can say to that child um, will help them be able to learn how to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. So don't get mad with the children, but you know, say, really, he said that to you? Again, the conversation, the communication, the building, well, are you, are you the dummy that he said you are? Mm -hmm. So tell them. I'm not a dummy and I don't want you to call me that anymore. Again, also getting the teacher involved at some point, you know, if they can't, if the child is still doing that to him, then you do have to come to the teacher. And we do, you know, we figure out ways, we have words that um, just aren't, we say aren't pre-K friendly and we don't use those words in our classroom. And if you use those words, parents will be called. Mm -hmm. um, with that being said, I want to talk about just a little bit about um, in your home, if I can just talk about that a little bit. In your home, sometimes parents feel like, you know, I'm doing all that I can. Um, we keep them social. We keep them active. Um, we don't say these words at home. But the television, the iPad, the radio, those your friends who you invite in your home, children, uh, when you allow play dates to happen in homes, you have to consider all of these things. Um, you may not use those that language around your children, but maybe you use it in a social setting. Um, you may not. Uh, you may say, "Well, I don't let him watch." shows that are um, above his appro appropriation but he he may see dad play a video game mm -hmm. see now we're in a society where parents play the game too yes. right? and sometimes the game is not always appropriate for the hearing of the child you just always want to be mindful where that child is when those games are being played mm -hmm. and um, they may you may not be talking to them about it or the, even the show that is being um, listened to. Um, sometimes you say, well, my child, I watch those shows when my child is upstairs. Depends on your house, he may still be able to hear. I remember when I was young and my parents used to watch shows that, you know, after eight and we were <laughs> supposed to be in the bed and I would be at the step and I remember some of those shows and uh, uh, know, yes, I do. <laughs> I, honestly, I remember some of those shows in the language. And and this was, you know, years ago when there really wasn't supposed to be a lot of um, inexplicit language. However, the things that I picked up, 
Yeah. You know, and how children reenact those. They're so impressionable they children. Are. And we don't and the thing is like you said, they could be somewhere yeah, hiding, yeah, listening, you know. Yeah. Or you could be having a phone conversation and yes. be on autopilot while you're having a, a phone conversation with yes. your child and they, they pick and up you on something. Look you, over, said. Yeah. you know, as a good parent, always looking over to see what your child is doing and they may be ever so into that T V but they, you never know about that language mm-hmm. that they're picking up. Dinner time with friends, and you know you have two families, or the family gets together. Uncle Charlie is saying such and such. <laughs> uh, Mabel, she talks like this. Grandma, she, <laughs> yep. you know, everything um, that you work so hard for. Just, you know, again, don't get upset. Just have those conversations. Take a look at your surroundings, your situations. Um, again, play dates will go on in your home may not go on in another person's home. And you all may be the best of friends, communicate, you know, in every way, eat dinner together, celebrate holidays together. But when behind closed doors, you just don't know. And I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just saying um, once they go outside your home yeah, or once they start listening to things other than what you're saying, mm-hmm. his children pick up a lot of things. A hundred percent. And then that goes into what they may do also in school or at yeah. home. So what I, my next question would be like, they're picking up on all these things and mm-hmm. now they are also doing at home, but now they're um, acting out even more in class. And so, you know, you have a child who usually the parent gets no bad report from. Right. And now they're getting consistent. Your child is acting up. Your child has been hitting. Your child has said this word. Mm-hmm. And now you're in shock because you're like, I don't know my child to be this way. Mm-hmm. Um, how? What would you do or suggest a parent? You know, I'm sure that's disheartening for them to it hear. It is. It is. It's so, and you know what? It's so, um, especially when it's a good child is really, you know, making those changes. It's even hard to have those conversations with parents because you know when parents are putting in the work. It takes a village, though, to raise children. So um, whenever I have to make those phone calls, it's hard on me, too. And But we have to do it because as a team, as a village, we have to work together to try to figure things out. Sometimes um, it's about um, a trauma that has happened in your family, and maybe you haven't shared that with us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's divorce. Sometimes um, you just never know because children, they hold things in. Um, parents don't always communicate to the schools and they don't necessarily have to on some levels what's going on in their household but we just continue to formulate a plan on how we can change things and um, it's not done overnight Um, we don't make the child feel like it's the worst thing in the world but we just try to change up the language and we try to look at where it's coming from. Sometimes we have to have conversations with both parents. We try not to do that at the same time because then it's a name blame and a, you know, that type of game that's being played. Yeah, who did what, who said, my child said this, that, and the other. Sometimes you want to look at the social settings at home. Again, um, it takes a village. But most definitely, we want to have, we want to keep in contact. Um, as teachers, we can um, fill, do reports, you know, back and forth with one another. Um, but children change. What happens in the classroom may not be your child at, at yes, home anymore, it's right? So true. Of course, when it's just, you know, you and your, and you just have the one child and they come to a school environment, 
that may change that child's behavior. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when it's um, a family of several children and um, he's trying to, or she's trying to bring it, you know, bring her voice forth, um, it may be different. Yeah, with outbursts, all Mm -hmm. those type of things. It may be different. Like I have parents all the time say, she's so shy. But when when mommy says goodbye and she says, bye mommy, right? But when that door is closed and she gets with her friends, she's super loud. She's <laughs> telling the child what her friends what to do and what not to do and what we're gonna do today. And I sometimes I just wish there was uh, something we could show a parent <laughs> to show them like this is really how your child is. And then you have some who are aggressive at home, but when they are here, because some parents will warn you, my child is very this, that, and the other. And you need to watch for this. I have parents that do that. Mm-hmm. But when they're in the class, they're meek. They answer all the questions. They're sharing. Wow. You know, you see both sides. So just because they're not like that at home, maybe with you, it's all adults. Mm-hmm. So how do you expect them to be rough and rugged like they are in the classroom? Very true. When they're at home with two adults. I never actually even thought about that. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm going to be well prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, I think one of my last questions would be, what about you start saying, uh, hmm, you start questioning as a parent, should I actually introduce these words? Should I be okay with this type of behavior, even though maybe I may not agree with it, just to see if it could fit with my child, to see if this is going to work with us? What would you say? Oh, no. Because I do know some parents who kind of mm-hmm. allow their parenting skills kind of like let the child lead mm-hmm. and so I just wonder you know what would you suggest to a parent that way like should I accept it how do you know is that okay you know form of their childhood well it's it's okay but I wouldn't if you have a way of raising your child um, I wouldn't necessarily start introducing them to things that are not age appropriate mm-hmm. um, in my opinion is that's what's wrong with the world today, mm-hmm. right? Children have too much in front of them and in their ear to be raising the bar. We have to learn how to let children be children and let them play and let them learn how to work out situations with our guidance. However, I don't feel like parents should introduce things um, prematurely because you're just giving them way more to eat to figure out so I I say no um, but I would encourage parents more parents to look at the things that make their children laugh or make them children their children get excited Mm -hmm. I would sit down and spend more time watching a show one of those shows I'll say for instance is Spongebob right so Spongebob is super funny but for the four-year-old, for the three-year-old, why? Because SpongeBob is teasing. They're calling names. They're doing inappropriate gestures at times. And if you're an adult watching it, I love SpongeBob. Like I'm a huge <laughs> fan. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, that is not an age-appropriate yeah, joke yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. And you might say, well, when I was young, I watched Tom and Jerry. Yeah. And you know, The Road Runner, and you know, and I I agree, but I, you know. But those cartoons, if you look at it, still very different compared to the cartoons still we have Still very now. different. However, they did 
used to, they were hitting. Yes, yeah. You know, they were dropping things on them. Um, and maybe back then it, we shouldn't have been watching it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm just saying with the world that we live in, um, you want to really, you want to look at the show before you say, all right, you know, go ahead and watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was just an example. Please don't be. <laughs> yeah, we're not against SpongeBob. We're not against watch SpongeBob. SpongeBob go but ahead. I'm saying the three, the two-year-old, the three-year-old, the one-year-old, the four-year-old, the five-year-old. You know, I'm speaking in that way. You really want to consider the things that you let your child watch and hear. And you know what? It's very true because. I don't know, many parents, if you allow your child to watch Caillou on mm-hmm. PBS. Right. And when you look at a lot of the things yeah. that Caillou does, I'm just like, I don't know why they teach this to kids. Yeah. He whines a lot. He doesn't yeah. share. He yeah. hits, things like that. And that's supposed to be an age-appropriate show for kids sure. that age. So I still think I agree with you. Be mindful of what you're introducing your child yeah. to because children are so impressionable. Miss um, yeah. Rose, is there anything else you want to share? Anything um, else you want to say? Let's see. I just want to reiterate, don't lash out when you see your child doing those things. You Please don't do that. Um, you don't know the importance of lashing out. You don't know what it does to them. Mm-hmm. And um, just always talk to them. Always talk to them. And, and just as parents, we just need to be a little bit more prepared with how we can handle situations. I would encourage parents to get online and read, you know, um, read up on, you know, using the potty words as one um, publication calls it. Um, and just, you know, prepare yourself a little yeah. bit. It, you know, we're not, we can't raise you. We can't raise your child yeah. here. It takes all of us. Takes a village, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. And we love our kids here at STEM Academy. So I hope you guys really enjoyed um, this topic. I did. And the reason we did is because we have situations like this that happen on the daily. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Miss Rose um, has so much experience with children as a STEM educator. And I really love her insight. And I hope you guys do too. So again, thank you for sticking around and listening to our STEM podcast. This is episode seven. Give us some feedback on our Facebook and you can email us at seminfo one at gmail.com with any recommendations or any topics you want us to go over. Again, thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye.